many mornings Waking and pretending I reach for you Thousands of mornings Dreaming of my girl All that time Wasted, merely passing through Time I could have spent so content Wasting time with you Hello, beautiful people. Uh, today, for Distantly Social, I wanted to do a uh, rebroadcast of an interview I did back in March of 2019 with the uh, incredible Kurt Peterson. Um, today's a rerun because it's my birthday and I'm taking the day off. So uh, enjoy one of my absolute favorite uh, interviews I've ever done. This was an impromptu interview uh, arranged by the the wonderful uh, Doug Cohen right after we recorded his episode about Sondheim, a musical celebration. Uh, he brought in Kurt, who was in the very next room in his office, because uh, Doug has a studio uh, that Kurt um, that Kurt operates in New York, and uh, he brought him right in, and we sat down and just chatted, and it was a lovely conversation. He's a lovely man. And uh, I very much enjoyed it, and I'm excited for you to hear it again. So this is me and Kurt Peterson from the heady days of March 2019. So I'm here with Kurt Peterson, who is the producer of Sondheim, a musical tribute. Mm, that's right. And a performer in the shows. But I will start with the first question. Kurt, why'd you cut your song from the album? <laughs> 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 or did sense. you cut the song, or did someone else cut the song? I think it was Warner Brothers. Uh, and what happened, <laughs> what happened in our enthusiasm, the the, uh, the four young people doing um, Love Will See Us Through and You're Going to Love t- uh, Tomorrow, one of us, and I can't remember which one it was, kicked the stage microphone. Oh no! Yeah, so there was a real, there was a, just a big thing on it. You know, oh my I gosh! The microphone, and I guess I just you know um, chose that one to. You well, know, things have to be cut for time. Things had to be cut on for the time. LP. So that was like, well, that's easy. There's a mistake on that one. We'll cut that one. Yeah. But you'd think that the producer could have, you know, you know yeah. S- you know, came on and said, "Come on, what the hell? What the heck are you doing out there?" <laughs> but a, that was the that was the physical reason, right? Okay, yeah. well that all right, well that makes sense. The uh, so how did you come to to produce this recording? You were in the original cast of Follies. I right. want to say to say to our listeners who don't know, you yeah. were young Ben. I was young Ben. You were young Ben in, in the, the original, original Follies. Cast of Follies. Yeah, yeah, and um, and Fritz Holt was our stage manager of Follies, mm-hmm. and he and his partner Barry Brown were producing Gypsy. Uh, during Follies and raising money for Gypsy. So when I was in California with Follies, when we went out to the Schubert, uh, I'd heard that they were having difficulty raising money, and I'd always had a sort of a business sense. Mm-hmm. So I uh, said, do you need some help? And they said, yes. Yeah. So I raised a quarter of the budget for the Gypsy with Angela in London oh, and wow. New York. Yeah. And my my school, my alma mater, AMDA, which was a tiny, tiny school back then. You know, my class was 13 people. Oh, wow. It was in a little Civil War hospital on 23rd Street and 2nd Avenue. Um, they were in financial trouble. And Joyce Worsley and Philip Burton, who were the heads of the school, uh, heard that I was interested in producing and whatever. And they, so they called me and said, would you, you, know, would you, uh, you know, consider producing a, a, a benefit to uh, help raise some money for the school? And at the same time, the school was um, run by Philip Burton, who was Richard Burton's adopted father. And Richard, of course, was a hemophiliac. Mm-hmm. So they had done fundraising together. So, so we had decided that, you know, that we'd try to put together a little something for the Hemophilia Foundation and AMDA. And so I called Hal Prince, 
Right. <laughs> so, so what does this have to do with Sondheim no, musical yeah, junior? Right. <laughs> and Hal, and Hal, Hal said no. Right? Said he was, Hal said no. <laughs> said, so, it's such a sweet offer and no. I said, okay. And so I went to Joyce and Philip and I said, well, what about Stephen Sondheim? It's a great idea. So I called Steve and, and this is important because my phone call was, well, Steve, um, you know, Andrew's in a little trouble and they wanted me to put together a little thing. So, we're cons- we're thinking of like a little luncheon at the plaza and maybe one or two students singing a couple mm-hmm. of their songs. And would you just show up and say thank you and we'll raise some money for the school? Steve said, fine, let's do that. So, <laughs> as they say, the rest was history. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, um, I... The thing, and you know, I, I take credit for producing it, but the thing had a life all its own. Stephen was a little bit under the radar at that point. Yeah, but, you know, he yeah. it, was bef- it was before night music. It right, was the autumn before night music, and he had, you know, the critics were divided on how how terrific he right. was and is. Yeah, and um, he'd been neglected by a lot and panned by a lot too. Um, so, but the theater community knew. knew yeah, they knew, and so we. Uh, one of the first things I did was that at that point, Craig Zaden was writing a book on uh, for Warner Brothers on on Sondheim, mm. Sondheim and Company. Mm-hmm. So I said, Craig, why don't you join as um, you know as uh, and help me sort of craft it? So so Craig, who is wonderfully ambitious and always you know bless his his uh, departed soul, um, said, of course. And then his partner Neil Applebaum started to put together. Uh, some ideas for a poster, and 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 as we talked, we said, you know, well, what about well, maybe we can get some not just students, but let's let's um, see if we can get some of the performers who had done Sondheim shows. Mm-hmm. So this thing started to snowball, and I can't remember all the details of it, but in in sequence, we any any performer we asked, including all of the major stars, said yes. And then I said, well, well you know, we need a place for this. And all of a sudden, we, I said, Hal, <laughs> you, we, right. we're not going to honor you, but could we use the set of night music? <laughs> Yeah. And Hal said yes. I have that. I have that uh, letter from him. So <laughs> all of this, and then, then Craig, of course, as he was writing the book with Warner Brothers, talked to the people at Warner Brothers, and and uh, and we, he brought them in, and it was it was his doing that that uh, brought Warner Brothers in to record it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would have you know not been recorded. And then we also got a very uh, important uh, public relation uh, group, Gifford Wallace, Gifford, Gifford, and something. And f- as for a tax benefit, they came in and started um, working as a press agent for it. So it mm-hmm. got a lot of high, high-profile press. Mm-hmm. And and it just blossomed and blossomed. And I said, you know, Craig, we should go down. And then Craig, of course, he'd written a book for it. And it was becoming a murder mystery musical because of the whole Scrabble idea and the whole Sondheim and his puzzle thing. And right. so I said, you know, Greg, I think we better go over to Steve's house. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we went over to Steve's house. Right. <laughs> and uh, Craig presented him with his idea right. for the book musical. And Steve, as, as is in the, in the uh, Warner Brothers promo video, his jaw literally dropped. Because he, you know, last we left him, he was coming to have a cocktail right. at, at the, the plaza. At the plaza. Yeah. <laughs> and so immediately he put on the brakes and said, "There's going to be no book mm-hmm. because uh, because I know how these, uh, you know, how these things people are going to fly in that afternoon. Right. They'll have 15 minutes of rehearsal, whatever." He said, "Not only are we not going to have a book," he said, "There'll be no benefit unless I get Bert Shevelov, my dear friend, to come over and direct mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. he's the only one who knows how to." to put these things together. Mm-hmm. And thank God for that because yeah. that indeed is what happened. 
Uh, Craig's nose was a little bit out of joint after sure. that, and uh, so I said, "Okay, Craig, you're not ri- you're not a writer, which was, you know, for what, what had brought him on, but you'd be a, an associate producer." And later in a phone call, I, I guess I was a little condescending. I said, "You know, Craig, this is one of your first things, and you know, blah blah blah." <laughs> so, so literally, Craig and I had not talked from that afternoon on until his, and, and even <laughs> not even through his passing. This oh past my! Year. Yeah. Oh. And if you notice in in Sondheim and Company, if you read the chapter on Sondheim, a musical tribute, you won't see my name mentioned. I, you know, Kurt, I did notice that because uh, I read that before I came here, and I was like. That's funny. <laughs> that's an interesting. That's an interesting omission. Huh. So okay. it, it was, you know, it was one of those. Oh, that's things unfortunate. It was yeah. unfortunate yeah. because, uh, as I, as I will continue to say, his contributions were major yeah. in terms of it, and in terms of uh, bringing in his partner who did the Scrabble poster, which is right. also legendary now too. Well, that's what I was telling Doug that my as my wife grew up with this album and loves it and calls it the Sondheim Scrabble album, right. which a lot yeah, of people do. I mean, do. it's the one, the one with do. the Scrabble cover. That's they the one do. I, yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and fortunately, there are people around who do remember. Unfortunately, there's, uh, you know, there's the, the, the album and I have the original uh, tapes too, which I think what I want to do in, uh, in, uh, in uh, 2023 uh, uh, mm-hmm. is do an evening honoring um, Steve with and that evening, mm-hmm. and as many of us who are still around, mm-hmm. and then also play some of the cuts because there are a lot of wonderful names on the Scrabble album. But it, what you don't see are the people who showed up who were not advertised, like right. like Leonard Bernstein, right, and uh, Sheldon Harnick, and Goddard Lieberson, and, and all of these wonderful people who were there that night. You know, yeah. Um, so I'd like to do something, cause, and I, I'm fortunate enough to have some of those wonderful Van Williams photos of that evening, mm-hmm. and I'd love to do like a. Multimedia, yeah, kind of yeah, thing. and and chat sessions with the people who are there, and yeah, and, and have some performers from the people who are there too. Oh, that'd be tremendous. So that's how it happened, you know. Um, uh, it fortunately, it's it's something that it, my relationship with Stephen with um, with Follies led to that, and with Hal, mm-hmm. and you know, with without that, without that, um, I mean, it's just. Uh, I guess I'm trying to say I can't take credit for it, sure, in, in a way, but it did save Amda. And also, um, it um, it uh, it's it, it brought a lot of wonderful songs out of Stephen's trunks because those songs were hidden. Yeah, people weren't singing them. Right. You know, whether it was uh, "Take Me to the World" or "I Remember Sky" or "So Many People," mm-hmm. you know, "We're Gonna Be All Right." All of these things are sort of Sondheim standards today. Yeah. But they literally were in his trunk, and Craig and I just went through. You know, I was going. So, how did the song selection work? Well, we we uh, we went through Stephen. It gave us access to all of these old songs we mm-hmm. went through, and I fell in love with them. I was able to choose um, Marty Rolfe and Vicki Mallory to sing the the two from um, Evening Primrose. Yeah. And then Stephen, you know, had some suggestions in terms of things like "We're Going to Be All Right" with Larry Guitard and, and Terry Ralston. Yeah. And, and some of those things, um, uh, but but Stephen was very hands-on in mm-hmm. terms of uh, you know. Uh, choosing some of the performers and the people who would sing certain songs and things. And so was it a case of performer and then choosing a song that would be good for them? Yes. And, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and there's some stories about, you know, we we originally asked Carol Lawrence, and, and yeah. you know, she wanted a little bit too much in terms of hotels. She wanted her stylist, didn't she? Yeah, Something that's like what that, that's what Craig's right? book says. So yeah, that's what. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then uh, Phil Silvers was uh, ill. He was very ill. At that yeah, point. I can't remember what happened with Zero, but you know, Zero was so volatile anyway. But I do, right. I do remember what happened with Ethel, which is basically she was pleased as punch to be doing it, 
And then I got a call near the end, and you know, the phone jumping off the hook with Ethel Merman calling, Mr. Peterson, Mr. Peterson. And I said, I want you to get my name off that New York Times ad. I said, well, why, Ms. Merman? Well, because they're throwing a party for me in Florida, and I won't be there. No. <laughs> so, so, so there's a whole sort of run-through of, oh, of man. calls from, um, from um, Ethel Merman. Sure. And, and we had the, you know, I mean, we had the theater from Hal. We had that beautiful night music set. Yeah. We brought in these beautiful gilded chairs, had a... And um, there was a black uh, a black grand piano I remember that was there, and Bert wanted a beautiful brown one to go with the set. Mm-hmm. Before there's the set, and I said, well, "Well, Bert and I, I don't know if we really can afford the." Movie. Bert says, "I've come over here. I'm staying at the Bubba Hotel, and no one's paid for my airfare." Bubba, he listed all yeah, these things. Right. I said, "Hold okay, on, Bert. Right. I'm calling I'll the find piano you, right, I'll Find your brown piano." <laughs> and Jack Mann did the sound. Who was the sound person for? Uh, Night music which mm. was wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. They, you know, back then we didn't use uh, body mics. Right, it was all the PZMs and everything, but it was wonderful sound. Yeah, it was beautiful. Well, the recording sound. sounds recording. gorgeous. I mean, really, for a live recording, yeah. it's it sounds really, really, yeah. really clean and, yeah. and very, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Craig and I had another little little tiff because he he remastered it for the CD. Oh, okay. And uh, we did the liner notes, making him a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> He sounded a little uh, bit more like the producer than <laughs> what he was, and so I had, and I at that point, yeah, after the Sondheim, the the, uh, the company book, I was just yeah, my right. Defenses were up, and I said I called Stephen. I said I said Stephen, yeah. could you take a look at those liner notes? That's not how it happened. Right. He said you're right, Kurt. And so mm-hmm. Stephen intervened and had the liner notes rewritten. For oh, me. and your name's still on the cover. I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, inside you'll note inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> All but, right. but 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 yeah. yeah, but the text is accurate. Yeah, the text is accurate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Anyway, that's so sad how those things they happen all the time. And they you do. Know, it's they it's do. unfortunate. You know that uh, you know giving Craig, uh, Craig credit for uh, uh, his contributions to the tribute. I also give him credit. You know, we have these nemesis in our lives yeah. that sort of when they are successful, they lead us forward. So every yeah. time Craig had a success, whether it was with whatever, the movie of Chicago, and movie, you know, mm-hmm. it was t- totally ambitious. It always uh, made me get out of bed in the morning mm-hmm. and, and continue with my projects. Right. <laughs> That's good. That's a good way to think of it. That's a good motivating factor on yeah. that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful recording. And So whose idea was it to have Stephen Sondheim sing Anyone Can Whistle at the piano at the end? Um, or how did that come into, into being? I can't say, I can't say with any um, certainty you know, people have always said that that's sort of Stephen's autobiographical song, which right. he totally denies. Right. Um, it certainly was one of the songs that we looked at early on mm-hmm. and, and wanted to include. So I can't, I don't know. No, I really remember. It's a really, it's my wife's favorite moment. recording of that song, is him singing it. It's a piano. wonderful yeah. moment. And if you, if you, uh, and what I will do when I have the evening is play the, uh, the introduction up to it. And it was one of the most oh, okay. moving moments in my life. I, uh, I sat most of the time, most of the, most of the uh, tribute, I sat on the back steps of the Schubert with Steve, mm-hmm. which, and watching it unfold, right. um, which was one of the most important and, and moving and wonderful events yeah. in my life. But then also, was when Steve just before he sang, uh, um, uh, "Anyone Can Whistle," uh, gave uh, Gemignani and Tunic and me a personal thank you mm. as the producer of the evening. And you know, at, at that point, I was just, well, "This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life: is yeah. be a creative producer in that way." So, um, yeah. So I'm not sure who 
Who's it idea? was a wonderful moment. It is a uh, it's a tremendous <laughs> tremendous <laughs> moment, and it is I believe the first Sondheim evening that was that was done because as you say it, it's hard to rem- for people my age and and even a little bit older to realize there was a period of time where Stephen Sondheim wasn't was Stephen Sondheim. Sondheim. I mean, it was the first benefit of that kind that was ever done. Oh okay. The first one where they used uh, existing stars and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's I'm giving you know, it's giving credit for. Um, Taking the the sort of the benefit tribute kind of evening to a different level, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Lonnie uh, Price. Yeah, you know, he he did a wonderful thank you when he did the one that was recorded at uh, at uh, at the Philharmonic and stuff, mm-hmm. and said he always said the Scrabble album was the one that did it. So, I <laughs> I always like to hear it, and I always like to hear that people remember. I hear there was stuff on social media about it about the anniversary this year. Yeah, some some nice things too, and. And, um, yeah, so yeah, it's it, a beloved it's, thing. You should be very proud. I'm, I'm, I'm glad totally you are because it is totally a yeah. And the pictures you know. in the in the lobby of the room are tremendous. <laughs> yeah. Of the yeah, there's so yeah. many. I mean, luminary, yeah. luminous yeah. evening. I would be remiss if I did not ask you though, since you are here, uh, about a couple of or one or two questions, if you will, about follies. Because hmm. uh, my listeners will absolutely yeah yell at me to pieces if I had an original cast member of Follies in my in my presence and didn't ask. Um, I didn't prepare anything, but I would, I would say that I, I said to Doug before you were in that it, it is a show that, um, maybe I'll ask you about this, the, the cast album itself, which is heavily edited as famously mm-hmm. and, uh, incomplete, right. um, is what was the experience around that? Do you have any? It was rushed. Yeah. It was rushed, you know, and, uh, and it was Dick uh, Jones over at Capitol, right? Producing that's, that. Yeah. That's right. It was, you know, that was a very, it was a, a big disappointment for, mm-hmm. for all involved because it was rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and didn't have the kind of the preparation. And also, I mean, it was, it was so highly edited as well. Yeah. But it was a great experience. I mean, it came out okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, unfortunately, uh, Vicky was, Vicki Mallory was ill that day, and so her recording was not even on the original time when it came out. She'd been added recently to oh. it in the remix, but she wasn't even included. Really? Oh, with wow. the one more kiss, I believe. Yeah. If I'm correct. Right. Yes, that was. Yeah. yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that was recorded at some, as I understand it, at some time's insistence, and then edited out of the final LP. Right. For right. time, right. and then put back in on the yeah. CD. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that's it's a show that was. Maybe the perspective you can give that I think I would be most interested in is now considered a classic. I mean, Follies mm-hmm. is a, a, mm-hmm. a seminal moment in music theater. But at the time, it was a very... Am I correct in assuming from what I researched, it was a very the rece- it was received very mixed. There mm-hmm. was a very totally. mixed reception totally. yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, people who were passionate about it, people who really saw it as being a pivotal turning point in terms of musical theater in, in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who thought it was just, uh, you know, uh, I think... I'm not sure it was Barnes or it was Curb who said, uh, uh, was it Tap Tap? Uh, something about the nostalgia mongers are at it again. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that one review? You yeah, know? yeah. So, so those, those are so painful, you know. Yeah. Painful. But uh, yeah, totally, totally mixed. And, uh, you know, fortunately, um, uh, there was enough uh, critical acclaim on one side, including Frank Rich. Right. Um, and you know some of the other people that, uh, but you know as Hal Hal, who I sat with recently and just chatted about everything, he said he would always be upset if a certain amount of people didn't walk out of one of their shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, it shows you're trying, right? You're doing something different that That's people right. maybe they haven't did seen it with before. That story certainly. You know, people, oh yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, certainly did with Company, and then again with Follies too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, totally mixed. Yeah, uh, controversial. 
Yes, it, it seemed, which is so funny to think of now. I mean, someone who only knows it as yeah follies, as, you know, yeah. as, as, with that saying that exactly. it was a right. there was a time when it was yeah you say controversial. I mean, it was one act. If I'm correctly remembering, most of the time, the time. Yeah, we, they the tried time? an intermission at one point. They do, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah, um, yeah, which is you know, very, yeah. very controversial for yeah. the average theater goer at the time. Yeah. Um, but what was it like working with two directors on that show? Which oh, was was often gets forgotten that Michael Bennett and Hal Prince co-directed right. that right. show. It was fine because they, you know, there's a little, you know, Michael wanted the show to go in a certain direction, sure. and whatever. But you know, Hal was the producer as well as the right. director, so. So he won, but uh, but their contributions were uh, they were just so wonderful, and they they did they, we never we never uh, sensed that there was any um, anything going on that there was any disagreement. Mm-hmm. You know, there was just an incredible amount of focused work, mm-hmm. and the, the work ethic of both of those, and and um, and the fact that Michael was a choreographer because the show was such a visual, you know, such a. a Almost a movie kind of thing, sure. with, the, with the ghosts and everything on stage. And if uh, Hal hadn't didn't have Michael to take over in those, and and also help stage some of the scenes that were important to be incorporated into the movement of mm-hmm. the ghosts and that kind of thing. Um, so there was never any, you know, and they, they, you know, you were either with Michael or with Hal, or sometimes you were with both of mm-hmm. them. So there was nothing that uh, you didn't feel divided, or or that you had to have an allegiance to one, or that, that there was any. Mm-hmm. Um, That's really great to hear because they're obviously two very strong personalities, and you can easily see it being contentious between you know, I mean, Hal Prince being Hal Prince, Michael Bennett being kind of on the rise Mm -hmm. on his way to. I mean, it was about five years from Chorus Line, but still, that's where he's going. Right. Well, they had an awful lot of work to do. Yeah. You know, so there there wasn't time to fuddle around or or argue or whatever. Well, that's good. Because even they, when there isn't time, people sometimes find time. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, Michael had his, his work cut out for him with that prologue that was endlessly revised. Yeah. Whatever, you know. And the and the older people and the younger people and and you know every you talk about you know actors and personalities and and you know I mean it's wonderful. I'm doing a show. Uh, I'm creating a show now that I just tried out in Georgia called Proud Ladies, mm. and it's. Um, Probably these close encounters with and lessons learned from 23 of the most exciting women in the theater, and mm. beginning with Alba Merman, and these are all personal relationships of in, in talking about them in ways that, that both the public and theater fans don't know these stories or know their personalities from this point of view. Mm-hmm. But three of four of the um, of the ladies that I pick are, are, uh, are of course, uh, Alexis Smith, mm-hmm. um, Ethel Chate, Yvonne de Carlo. And my favorite, which is Dorothy Collins. Mm. I, I have a whole folly section on these on these ladies and on their personalities and, yeah. and stories from the show, and um, uh, uh, it, just putting it together. You know, there's of course a lot of Follies music in, and it just brings it all back to me. Brings yeah. it all back to me. So I'm hoping to bring that into New York next year, and and it'll be a, a wonderful homage to some ladies who are not with us anymore, but right. also also current ones who are Patty Lapone. Kelly mm. O'Hara, Laura Benanti, uh, uh, Rebecca Luker, all of these people mm. that have, uh, have had uh, Donna McKechnie, uh, Betty Buckley work and sometimes personal relationships with. So it's it's a glance back, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, as as will the uh, if when I come in and put something together for the tribute thing, I think they can, it can be special. I think the tribute can be a special sort of thing. Uh, yeah, when I, I do the. 50th, 50th. Yes. If we're all here. I know, right? And you must come. I would love to. Thank you. For, I will hold you to that. Yeah. I would absolutely love to come. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, it, it's a, 
it's really remarkable. I mean, to have you do that follies, obviously, and then this this production in two years of each other is such a if sea change in if your I career. Done follies, my career would have gone a completely different direction. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'd be a producer still. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. And that was a fluke. I was the last one cast in follies. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, maybe there's a uh, standby who's cast after me, but. You know, uh, the oh yeah, I've read in um, John in, Cullum was supposed to be Ben, right? And there was a, a different young John Cullum, right? And then very late, uh, John McMartin took it over, so they needed a young John. Young McMartin. John, that's right. Uh, I, I believe in um, that wonderful book about the production of Follies that Ted, everything was possible. Ted's, yeah, yeah. Ted yes, book. that I remember reading. I quickly read your sections before, yeah. I came, and yes, I remember you, oh. the, the section on your audition is simply you walked in, sang a song, walked out, and everyone went great. Everyone went good. That, okay, that, great. That was it. Yeah. Changed my life. <laughs> Just, That's how that happens. I'd come in it? from yeah. a party. I was just sort of like, whoa, whoa, whoa okay, I'm saying a song, and my, I walked out, and my toothbrush fell out of my pocket. Right, that's in the. <laughs> and then, and they all said, "We'll see you in rehearsals." So like, oh. I said, "Well, this is easy." Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I can me, do this. Let me just jump into this landmark music. Right. <laughs> I have to ask, real fast, what is the costume you're wearing in? Um, Love will see us through, and uh, you're going to love tomorrow. Oh, it's Sailor. It was, mine was a Sailor. Okay. Sailor okay. and Harvey was an army. Was, oh, okay. Because it was it the is. war years. It was the war, yes. Yeah, okay, was, all was right. The war years. I told Doug that, uh, that uh, so he'll back me up, that if there was any original Broadway cast of any show I'd love to be able to see from mm-hmm. history, it would be mm-hmm. the original production of Follies. Yeah. Uh, not only because, like you say, Dorothy Collins and Alexis Smith, and just, I mean, the, the powerhouse of talent, yeah. but also because the show... Even was you know they re- James Goldman worked on the book afterwards. There's several different versions of it that have been produced. That it's it seems to be unlike a lot of shows. That that version was very unique to. I mean, it was at the Winter Garden mm-hmm. and then it was gone. And everything else after that has been based on it, but it's not mm-hmm. exactly like that production no, was. No, yeah. I think Ted Ted pointed out that that the the unique uh, Boris Aronson set with those different levels yeah. coming in like that has never been able to be. Replicated. replicated. Well, he was and, and I used mean, in that way, yeah, because it was so it was so integral to Michael's choreography and, mm-hmm. and Hal's direction and, and and the thing, the set. So so you know you you take that away and and uh, I mean there's just moments and moments. I keep saying saying the moment when um, uh, Justine Johnson sang, started singing uh, one more kiss. She was sort of in a you know down sort of the downstage position, and, and Vicky could come above her mm-hmm. on the different level. And be right behind her as her ghost, and mm-hmm. that happened over and over and over again. Yeah, and they had the option. To, it was wasn't easy to do. No, yeah. I cannot you imagine know? it That's was. That's why we had to rehearse out in the set uh, design. We had to rehearse out in Queens, where they were building the set. Oh, really? Okay. Uh huh. The last couple of weeks of rehearsal, we actually went so they could do the winches and all the electronics on the set to make them move because mm-hmm. we were staged that way. Right. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah Boris Aronson. They put us in bus. Yeah, they put us in buses. No. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> uh, uh, we Big glamorous Broadway life. I know. A bus I to know, Queens. I know. He's <laughs> Thank you so much, Kurt. It was so lovely yeah. for you to give me this well, time and, and, and talk else to you. About the tribute. I mean, I. I mean, not that I can can yeah. think of. Is there anything else you'd like to share um, about it? No, just um, you know, everyone go out and buy the CD. Yes, it's go still, buy it's it. Still available. It's two. It's a two album CD with some nice photos. And then, Let's uh, make sure know, that just, 50th anniversary happens, folks. Yeah, buy yeah, the thing. So just, yeah. just keep, keep tuned. Because what I would love, so everybody go out and buy it, and then at the 50th, you can release all of the tapes for sale on MP3, because who cares about 
album length at that point, and we can just listen to the whole thing. That'd be wonderful. But you've all got to go buy it now. I've already bought it twice, so you have to go buy it again. <laughs> and watch for Proud Ladies. Yes, year. and watch for Proud Ladies. Lots That's of, okay. Can people find you? Uh, how people find you online to keep track of what you're, you're oh, doing? Well, uh, JamesWilliamProductions.com. Mm-hmm. That's my, actually, my legal name is James William Peterson. Oh, wow. I had to change it for equity. Uh-huh. So yes. uh, in honor of my mother, I've named my production company JamesWilliamProductions.com, mm-hmm. which is presently down. Oh, as okay. Actually, I was in the other room trying to fix it. So it'll, okay. it'll be up, it'll yes. be up but this, probably by the time. That's, yes, absolutely it'll be up. <laughs> okay. I won't put this out till it's up. Let's, let's make that the thing. I'll keep checking Thank on you. it to make sure it's great. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much it was lovely to talk to you. Thank you.